Hey, book club besties. Today, we're going to be talking with Jessa and Pam from Faded Romance, which is a paranormal monster romance box. On this episode, they're going to be announcing the books for their next box, and they have a special discount code for members of our Buy Me a Coffee membership, which is going to be down below. Don't forget, you can also vote for which episode you want to see next month between vampire romances or stalker romance. And again, all those links are going to be down below. We appreciate your support so, so much. Let's get to the episode. Well, hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. We have Pam and Jessa from Faded Romance, a monster paranormal book box and merchandise company, as well as a debut romance novelist. It's Pam. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Today, we don't really have any specific books or topics we're going to be talking about. It's going to be a mosh pit of monster romances, Pam's novel, novella. Yeah, Kelsey read Catherine Moon's Rook's Grave Manor. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I read the first and I'm now partway through the second already because it's just what it does to me sometimes, <laughs> these books. <laughs> so good. And yeah, Weekly Hots. Kelsey, do you want to go first? I suppose I just let into it. This book that I read this week, you guys. Okay, so both this book just being like setting me on fire along with the fact that I don't know if the whole world knows about this, but if you have an iPhone, you can track your period and track your cycle on it. I didn't know about this for the longest time. So now I'm like a PSA. If you want to know when you're going to get your period, track your cycle on this lovely little health app. It also tells you when your fertile window is. And I always get 300 times hornier on this window of time. And I happen to be reading this book on this window of time. So me and my toys, we just had a little bit of extra time together this week. I, it's my weekly hot, a little bit of self-love happening over here. I love it. My weekly hot and Kelsey, stop me if I've talked about this already, is I don't think I ever said what Gabby's birthday present ended up being. I talked about that she was like spending time on it and then I never followed up so it was the cutest thing she made me a book nook which is like a cross section of a little dollhouse but it's just one room and it's like a reading room and she has like she made this like door and windows and she got little like dollhouse picture frames and put like pictures of us and my family and then she's always making fun of me for loving the Percy Jackson series. And I'm like, these are good books that like everyone needs to read. And she's like, Summer, they're for kids. And I'm like, no, they're not. And she watched the movie and just is judging too much off of the movie, which was trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annabelle wasn't even blonde. Okay, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you know, what is it? A decade later, I still have feelings about this. Big feelings. Uh, big, big feelings. <laughs> But she, on in my book nook, there's like a bookshelf and she made like miniature versions of the Percy Jackson series. Oh, and then 
miniature versions of my books. So I have little baby books of my books. And I was like, you know that every time I write a book now, like you're gonna have to make me a miniature book. And she's like, yeah, that's the point. And I was like, (laughs) so cute, you guys. I saw pictures, I got videos. It was incredible. It's so Um, cute. Feel like I saw a picture of it. Was it on your bookshelf when you were like showing your birthday shelf? Yes. So cute. I know. It's and it has like a little lamp. And apparently there's gonna be some furniture. It hasn't arrived yet. And then it's gonna be, you can like flip it around and it's gonna be like an alternate reading space. Pam, I'm so excited to hear yours. I'm embarrassed. No, there's <laughs> my author can't talk about stuff like this okay we've talked about this the other day it's so like okay so I feel like this is a common thing that everyone enjoys in books and that's choking and I've always been too nervous to try it in real life and I was having a particularly stressful week and while I was seeing stars, my husband's hand went around my throat and oh my God, <laughs> it was just as fantastical as the books describe. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Oh my God. <laughs> That also reminds me of what my my weekly thought was going to be that I forgot about. And that's why I was like, my book nook. <laughs> <laughs> I have this like group chat with a bunch of people who are in relationships with men. And I've had plenty of like my own experiences with men, but it's been going on seven years. I've been with Gabby. So, you know, they're they're fading. They're in the in the distance. So I was asking questions and I was like, and I like couldn't get the sentences out. And my friends were like, Summer like literally writes about sex for a living, can't talk about it. So I made a survey for them to send to their husbands. (laughs) It was called too much punani, not enough (laughs) punani. Oh my God. I am deceased. That is, (laughs) what was in this, what was in the survey? If that's the name, what were the questions? Um, It was like, do your balls draw tight? Does the tingling actually like start in the spine? Okay, like share your It (laughs) It doesn't, it starts in the balls. There's, there was also a, a lot of like, the oh my god some of the responses were just so good really were one of my questions was like it described the different sensations of like a blowjob versus vaginal intercourse and somebody (laughs) usually involves less teeth (laughs) oh my god Usually, because sometimes I mean, you don't know what they're up to. There's some weird sex toys out there, man. (laughs) There is a movie that came out. Yes, it was like 2008 ish, and it's a movie called Teeth. 
it is about a young girl, young girl, like teenager, that has a full set of teeth in her clamshell. Like it's straight up. And it, her vagina bites off quite a few things, quite a few. I am so glad that you brought this up, Pam, because that was also my first thought and not everyone was traumatized like I was when that came out. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Summer, you look like you were unaware of this. Were you unaware of this? It's like ringing movie? some bells, but the... I don't think I knew it was like an actual movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like I think thought it was one of those like blue waffle things. Mm-hmm. No. Also, if you Google blue waffle now, just mermaid waffles come up. No one's traumatized anymore. Oh my god, that was like a coming of age, right? Yeah. Stop. Oh, it's a flower. Oh, dear lord. (laughs) In the bathtub. But there's a scene. Oh my god, I didn't see the top part. Yes. Yeah, there's like a scene at the end where it zooms in on her, like between her legs, and it's like teeth. It's been like 10 years this is definitely the clean version there was a poster (laughs) was like circling for a while that was like straight up a vagina with teeth I don't know if y'all saw that one but that one is what traumatized me facts it was traumatizing and I remember this is back when like Netflix streamed movies for free (laughs) like testing out to see if people would watch movies for free and that was one of the free ones we know why we definitely know why (laughs) Okay, so back on track. Yeah. Back on track. Jessa, <laughs> would you like to distract us from this train of thought that we're all on right now? <laughs> God. My weekly hot is like pretty, pretty tame. I was just organizing my Goodreads shelves and just reading all the highlights I have because I make them public. Ooh. So if you want to follow my Goodreads, um, I public all of my <laughs> all of my highlights because I have no shame. I love yes. that. But one of them, I read this book. It was so spicy. It it gave I gave it the the highest rating I give for non-group books, like Ooh. non-why choose books. It's called If She Says Yes by Tasha L. Harrison. And it's like an age gap contemporary book. But the first scene, like literally page two, is the guy on an airplane in the bathroom like jerking off while listening to this voicemail from this woman that he's really into so (laughs) damn it's great I I have that entire thing highlighted I was just rereading that I'm just saying (laughs) please say that again Pam I said it's giving Joe Goldberg from like you (laughs) like that's something he would do yeah Mm mm-hmm Except for he would never get on a plane and be that far away from the girl he was stalking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably would have seen her within like, you know, 10 years or something. This guy hasn't seen her in like 10 years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On an airplane. I'm just imagining like the level of arousal that you must be at in order to jerk off on an airplane. And to a voicemail. And it's, it's, he's like a 30 something and it's with an older woman who like is his college best friend's mom. So it's literally her leaving a voicemail about like him going to her son's wedding. <laughs> and that's, like, that's how, yeah, that's how into her he is. Just her voice. Like it doesn't even matter. Do they get together? 
Yeah. Damn. It's a duet. The second the second one is like all the drama, you know, from the, the secret being out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hot. Very good. I don't even flip through my own book because anxiety. Although, do you want to hear this fabulous review I got? Yeah, absolutely. Two stars lives up to the title. <gasps> No. Too good to be upset. That's like my favorite two star review was just lol no. <laughs> or what about the one where it's like they didn't finish reading it and then they got mad about the character and then they didn't finish reading it and you're like, I listened to that pod this morning. I was so upset. Right. Like, and like character dies tell me you didn't finish reading it somebody commented and was like you should keep reading and I keep periodically I check on the review to see if she's kept reading what were we talking about before that that was Jess's weekly hot oh yeah highlights (laughs) (laughs) but it's just the whole book you don't have to read the book you can just go to Jess's goodreads yeah just look at all the smut scenes through there I was going to say, you want some erotica? Absolutely. Just go to Justin Goodreads. <laughs> Don't need to go Don't online. Deal with all the drama, the third act breakup. I also highlight the important world building stuff. So you already know what's happening. So you could just like skip books if you want in the series. You don't have to read the first one. Oh, wow. You are doing, doing the world a service. I was going to say, you're doing the work here. Loving yeah. that. Um, I have not been able to hear anything. I don't know if y'all can hear the door. Um, That's when I like paused. So I'm trying to think of what my highlights are. And I feel like most of them are just like, oh, that's hot. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> like it's just that instead of like, I've seen more people color code their highlights and it's so beautiful. And I'm like, brain empty, no thought. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have not seen a dick described that way before. <laughs> I literally just highlight whatever looks whatever looks good and then I never look at them later like summer taught me I think in like our fifth or sixth episode how to even go back to see what the highlights were like I didn't even know how to do that so I was just highlighting for fun essentially like just for the action of it like I know that I highlighted something and I know that it's somewhere but I couldn't get to it I still think about that like relatively often You'd have to swipe through, like, the whole book to see the highlights, and, like, you would screenshot the page. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what I did, because I was working harder, not smarter. But I was still finding a workaround to my lack of knowledge, so I want to pat myself on the back for that. Jessa, tell us about how you got started on the Bookstagram world, and, like, how faded romance came to be. Yeah. So Pam and I met on TikTok and we just were besties to start out with because we have a lot of similar tastes. We started texting a lot whenever she got back on Bookstagram because she disappeared, then she came back. (laughs) We started texting a lot and we were talking about book boxes because I think this was before the bookish box, like all the drama with that. Yeah. 
but we were just talking about book boxes and book merch particularly about like for monster romance alien romance omega verse and we couldn't find any and so we were just like what if we just made our own like haha wouldn't that be funny except we're both crazy and we definitely just started doing stuff (laughs) we're just like oh let's just let's just make an LLC like how hard is that it's not that hard we can figure it out I think the next day I she was at work and I'm a stay-at-home mom so I had like all this extra time while my kids were distracted and I made a whole google doc it was like how to start a book box how to do this how to do that like legal stuff and I sent it to her and I was like so I did this and then I think we filed for our LLC like that weekend yeah pretty much that's so cool yeah I remember when Pam was sending me voicemails about how you were writing two novellas in a month and you're like I planned it all out and I scheduled my time and I'm like oh I guess the episode comes out tomorrow so you haven't heard it yet but mine is basically like I am hoping and praying I finish on time (laughs) well I I say like I planned my time it was mostly like okay when my kids go to sleep I'm going to write until I can't write anymore I stayed up no joke until like two in the morning multiple times where I was just having a really good sprint and I stayed up and I just kept writing and I had a couple friends who were like night owls and they either don't have kids or their kids are in daycare so then they can sleep in in the morning and like they're staying up and I'm just like I'm literally falling asleep as I'm typing (laughs) but I did it it's done yeah I'm in editing right now that's amazing and they're holiday right Mm-hmm. So the first one is called Hell's Gates, and it's a one of those one night style novellas. But instead mm-hmm. of a whole night, we literally have like a handful of hours together because it's her going to like a haunted attraction and meeting a scare actor, and then it'll come out in the beginning of October, and it's Halloween themed. And then Ooh. I wrote a companion one, so the first one ends in like a happy for now kind of like they just go their separate ways and I was like people are gonna like crucify me for that so I wrote a second one (laughs) and I figured out how to take a haunted attraction but make it Christmas and so that's that one and then that's where you get their happy ending oh I love that idea thank you and it was I remember like telling people about the Halloween one and I was like I feel like people are going to ask for a second one because no one likes it when it ends in a happy for now. And I feel like I should already like think about how to do it. And I said the idea out loud one time and it stuck with me. (laughs) So I wrote it. (laughs) And I told myself, I was like, I have to write these back to back and send them out back to back. And so they went to sensitivity readers very close together. And then when I sent them to beta, I literally sent them both books and I was getting comments after the first one, like, wait, that's it. And then I was like, just keep scrolling. And like, (laughs) and yeah, so far the feedback is good. Hopefully people actually like it. The decision to write a cook food critic one was not what I expected. So how did like, cause I mean, obviously you guys have like the monster romance box and I know you're a big fan of dark romance so like where did the 
food critic chef romance come from? Because it was the first food, I think, related, like, at all book I've read. So my debut book actually was supposed to be a new adult mafia story. I know, like, that's so wild. And then I had written it, sent it out to betas, and no one liked it. Literally not a single person finished it. And that was September of last year. So like I took almost a year, tried to figure out if I even wanted to be an author anymore Mm -hmm. or if I even really had the capability of doing it. And I had this idea that I had just kind of come up with and originally lackluster was supposed to be a lot different. It was supposed to be way more enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. and sweet I guess and I literally had this idea on this like I'll show you like this this is lackluster this like piece of paper where I jotted down some ideas oh. and like the fact that it turned into a whole book was crazy and I remember just calling my cousin being like would you ever read this book about like a food critic and a chef and like this kind of like enemies to lovers kind of rivalry thing and she was like yeah I kind of like it and so I played around with the idea for a while and when I decided to write some more I was like I already have this idea I feel like I could write it fairly quickly and decide if people are gonna like it and if people don't like this one I'm done (laughs) I just ran with it and that's what came out and then when I went to market I realized like oh crap like people don't write books like this it's really hard to market and then we'll see because like black luster is super sweet I feel like the smut I wouldn't say is vanilla but it I feel like it's anyone could be having sex like that and then when you read hell's gates which is the name of the Halloween novella spoiler alert my female main character is literally dangling off the roof while she's getting railed during a firework show so, like, I go very far from what lackluster is. I'm so excited for that. Because everything I'm picturing right now, damn. <laughs> and I've explained this to Jessa. Like, it reads like a monster romance, even though they're people. Because he's dressed up as a monster. And so she calls him Mr. Monster. He calls her little pet. Oh. People. <laughs> so... We'll see. Either it'll do really well or people are going to be like, Pam, stop. <laughs> no. I'm excited. Yeah. When is it? When is it coming out-ish? October 1st. Oh, you already said that. Absolutely already said that. been having a brain day today. Sorry. You've been having a brain month. It's okay. I mean, that's just me all the time. Painful. Yeah. But after <laughs> Wait, we were talking about Oh, switching genres. See, see, brain day not working. I think switching genres is, especially like tone, is something that happens a lot in people's like early author careers. Like Elizabeth Stevens, who we all know I'm obsessed with. She has the Zaveri Mate series and it's all alien romances. And they're like different types of aliens and shifters and stuff. But her first series, what she like did a huge rebrand of it. 
last year or this year. Time is an enigma. But like, and Sophie Lark, she actually, her Underworld series, she had to rebrand entirely too. Like, the more I hear about authors who, like, obviously, like publishing and writing, it's such a learn by doing, especially when it comes to like market and readers, because in your own head so much and you obviously wouldn't be writing a story if you didn't enjoy it and think it was fun or think it was sexy or scary or suspenseful or whatever you're going for but then learning how like readers then respond to it is such a learning curve and how like book talk has just like influenced me at least because I became much more of a reader at the same time that I started like writing again so the stuff that I've been reading and like exploring, especially with like dark romance, like it just keeps getting darker and darker. Like there's going to be have to be like a big disclaimer in my new book being like, this is not like the Taken series. Do not expect that. <laughs> Do you think in the uh, acknowledgements you should say like shout out to the For You page for putting me on this path? Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the amount of like lives that it's changed, that For You page, that algorithm, friggin wild so I have a question for Jessa Jessa tell me how you like got into the book world as well because like I know Summer's story and I know Pam's story but tell me about your story so I have always just been a reader I never was on social media about it until like 2020 I got on TikTok and I saw you know a bunch of people posting about romance books And I had just, like, I'd always been on booktube, like, watching booktube. And I was really reading, like, mostly paranormal romances, like, just shifter, vampire stuff, or historical romances. And I had just gotten into mafia romances. And then I started book my book talk. And I was just, like, reading all the mafia romances out there in the world. (laughs) And then eventually I ended up somehow... Oh, I think I just started reading Ice Planet Barbarians. And then I was just like, oh, aliens. Okay. I love sci-fi stuff. Like I'm in. (laughs) And then aliens turn to monsters and Omegaverse and all of that. And now I'm just like, whenever I see people comment on like old mafia videos, I'm just like, yeah, I don't really read mafia anymore, but okay. (laughs) It's like, that's an old, my old life. You're like, I'll leave it there. It's still all right. Yeah. It's not who I am now. (laughs) No, no. You're like average six inches. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like we're going like forearm or nothing. Yeah, I'm sorry. That guy's only six foot two. No, seven. Bring no, me. seven foot plus. Like bring what? me the orcs. Bring me the werebears. I want yes. the bees. Come on. I'm being educated. <laughs> this this novel that I just finished, the the one that Summer's gonna name for us right now, the Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. Thank you. That one and the next one in the series, like I'm being educated on monsters that I've simply not been exposed to before. And I'm here for it, you guys. Like in this second book, which actually I have this one still on my Kindle so I can say the name of it. Have you read any Lillian Lark yet? No, she hasn't. I'm going to need you to remember that name. Okay, Lillian Lark about things that you have never realized you wanted like a lake monster 
Okay, found by the lake monster was the first thing that popped up on Kindle. So seems like I'm gonna be downloading that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And if you like most people have a breeding kink. <laughs> That's the real thing with the monsters is the breeding kink. Excellent. It's, Who is true. it's definitely a heavy theme. He also has magic baby gravy. Baby gravy! Oh, I have not heard that before. I have not heard that I in a minute. Doing so well, I was being so serious. <laughs> no, baby gravy though. Please, let's market that. We were in the orc romance one that we did summer. We were talking a lot about baby gravy. Yeah, and yeah they're just magical. chugging it. They're bathing magical. in it, chugging oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like Down the, the match, man. It's fabulous. If you had to pick a monster, okay, one monster that you would fuck one time that you're just like have to get out of your system. Second one, a monster you'd have to marry your your mate for life. I'm excited for these. I'm upset because I haven't read Creature Cafe yet, but I have been educated about the dragon. So like, I want. I want to say dragon, but I haven't read it yet. So I feel like, so I feel like to fuck at least once, I want to say, I want to say Gideon. So he's a Kraken. So it's like tentacle galore. But like, I don't think I could, I don't think I could keep up with that all the time. So. So who are you going to marry? An Omega Man? Like, if you give me, if you give me, if you give me any of the men from Lola, <gasps> I'm good. Like, I love them all so much. And then, like, I get, like, man, but then you get not. And it's, so it's, like. <laughs> You're speaking so my language right now. I'm in love. I'm overwhelmed. I almost said Leo, but I forgot he doesn't have no, he doesn't have one. But he's so sweet. Like, can I just so... guys as a side? Yeah, he can be your he can be your beta. Technically, he's not a monster. I mean, but if we get into the realm of like hormones and I don't know, we could we could really stretch it. We could stretch for the Omega Verse. Yeah, I would like to stretch for the Omega Verse. Now that you went there, that's gonna be part of my answer. But also, I would stretch for it any which way any direction any stretch direction. you definitely have to stretch for the knot so okay i'm writing this down i'm making this a sticker <laughs> please make we'll a stretch for megaverse <laughs> once you make that send it my way i will be buying myself multiple copies where will i put them who knows we'll probably just be bookmarks because i'll be too embarrassed <laughs> to put them anywhere but my laptop <laughs> yes yeah, so who who are your monster lovers okay the one the one and done is going to be a minotaur just because like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually reading a book with the Minotaur right now so and then the one to like marry is definitely going to be a dragon shifter because like most of them are telepathic and like they have to bite you to mate you and I'm into that <laughs> and usually they have knots so like oh and like they shift into dragons so they can like fly you around and it's like incredible <gasps> 
How did it not say gargoyle? I'm I'm fired. Oh yeah. You could have said gargoyle. I don't know anything about gargoyles. Tell me about gargoyles. Titan. If you're gonna start anywhere, start with Titan. Okay. He so Titan is by Jillian Graves. It's a daddy dom monster romance. So our female main character is in trouble and she needs financial help. And so he pays for her for one night. And then it goes so well that he pays for her for like two weeks. And she like teaches him how to behave at parties. And then he teaches her how to behave. Damn. Yeah, there is spanking and there is really good anal. There's tail play. There's choking. He can feel his tail. So it's also an erogenous zone. And so like there's DP and it's fabulous because like it's his tail. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And then Lillian Lark also has one which... If y'all want to see the exclusive covers for the box, I'll show you. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so this is our exclusive cover for Deceiver the Gargoyles. Oh my god, oh. that is so pretty. So with this book, our female main character is a witch, specifically a literary witch, so like she can touch a book and feel and remember its history. And so we wanted a cover that like gives you that. Yeah, is that like supposed to be like sort of a latch? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. See it, you're gonna have to use your imagination. And (laughs) that's so pretty. The detailing. I love that. Like there's like even like more detailing to like texture. Like I would pick that up on a library bookshelf and it's the time. (laughs) And so with this, it is monster but reads like Omegaverse. So if you love Lola, you're going to love this. It's very homey very cozy, very emotional. And so Grace has a stalker and she had recently been matched by a matchmaker and she meets this guy and everything is going great. And you find out he's a gargoyle, but he has a secret. And that secret is he has two other pack mates that she mm-hmm. doesn't know. And so she ends up in the center of a gargoyle pack. Yes. So much sword crossing and so much yumminess and it's so white shoes and I love it. But yeah, like definitely has like those like yummy, delicious Omegaverse vibes. And I mentioned this earlier. So we have Stalked by the Kraken. Mm. These are so gorgeous. Who's the artist? Mia of Designs by LM did them. And she is amazing. I use wow. her for all these like little yes those little details i love that oh and we did exclusive formatting too so no that's that one and then like seeing them together we did like the same font i was gonna say yeah and so like spines it's kind of hard to see on camera and then oh so it like it matches too Well, and, eventually we hope to do the entire love bathhouse series if Lillian will have us again and, but Lillian does like cozy very very well like that's okay. that found by the lake monster I read it in a day and I hadn't read anything in a while it's very short um 
but I was like texting Tessa and I was like did you get the arc for this like have you read it yet are you reading it like you have to read it right now and we were like just sending quotes back and forth and with all of the love bathhouse books the theme of main character is almost always a witch or another type of like monster herself and with found by the lake monster she's a human obsessed with monster dildos oh <laughs> and spicy i love her so much and so she like somehow weasels her way into this like monster hunt where like they're all trying to find the so-called lake monster and then she finds him on accident <laughs> she's like real life dildo yeah. yep exactly okay. oh that book is so fun yeah summer i am curious at this point as to what your monsters would be because you don't read too many monsters but you still um, know enough so i'm curious yeah i also will throw out that i'm pretty sure i know we've talked about the seed by the gargoyles with a guest and i'm pretty sure it was alexis for our like plus size rep is the does that line up yeah okay yeah, so then that's what it was. She also is obsessed with the gargoyles. She was like, they're they're like hard but soft. And anywho, I'll link that episode down below. But okay, I feel like the first people I think of is a specific monsters slash aliens, which is Raku from Taking to Braxia and Crixos. From mm-hmm. the core? No. Hymo. No. Taking to Hymo. Are we sure that's right? I think so. <laughs> okay, guys, so you never know a single book title, so <laughs> I'm going to go with whatever <laughs> I think it is. I was waiting for you to call me out. I was just going to throw shade. I was just going to throw some serious shade. <laughs> I was like, this has to be like really wrong if Kelsey thinks it's wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's right. So I'm going to ignore you. And those would be my husband's, I think. And then for like a romp in the wilderness would if we're if we're going for like humany omega sort of people, it would be the alphas in somebody's world. I have to look this up. Is this the one with the world where they like the humans were kind of like like the, almost like the badlands? Mm, yes the borderlands borderlands yes yes or is that what's called boundary lands i'm getting really excited that i'm helping with this right now and it's it's title it's like where all the betas live in the city and then the women are like whenever they they have to touch an alpha an alpha has to touch them for them to become omega yes yes Yes. okay okay i know what you're talking about i don't remember what it's called there's like 15 of them yeah there's a spinoff series i think I said, why does that concept make me angry? A man has to touch you to be an Omega. No, because like all the alphas are like ostracized from society because like beta is like regular society and then all the alphas live in like the wilderness. Yeah. Basically as like mountain men. And then women just like end up in their, on their land and then they accidentally touch them. Okay. So like you lost me. And then they become Omegas and like, it's really hot. (laughs) 
Yeah, they immediately go into heat once they've been touched by these hot alpha. Okay. Oh, the heat. <laughs> oh, I love yes. the heat. Butcher brought me back. I found it. It's Cali Rhodes, the Boundarylands Omegaverse. And they have knots, but they're also just like giant men. Yes. And I think there's also, there's the Boundarylands, which is like Jessa was saying, where they are like ostracized. There's basically this whole government campaign of like alphas are just like sex crazed rapists and they like will tear women apart. And there's like a gene that you have that you haven't been activated as an Omega. Okay. And you, if you have that gene, then you know, like you can't ever touch an alpha because if you touch your mate, they're going to destroy you. And like basically like kidnap you and just, you know, have you as a sex slave. I am but, yeah, but it, obviously honestly. they're not all bad, True. but there is one, I think it's the Unchained series. So her series Unchained is this same world, but there was this like underground research center that was like, black ops like secret government organization where they were doing all these like studies and like trials and tests on these alphas that they had kidnapped and the center gets blown up so now all of these like alphas who've been basically like scientific research prisoners for eight years are like out in the world but yeah basically I think I would marry one of them because they're like super hot and giant and they like just like like it's like you know the feral omega like just you have to you have to do it and they're the, but the, the omegas get this crazy like slick which I don't know if I read in other omegas but like where <laughs> it's basically where like how guys get a boner but when omega is in heat it's like gushing like it looks like she peed her pants so I'm not like super hyped about that but my and my one complaint about this Callie Rhodes books that I had read is that you know they'll like have sex when the Omega starts to go into heat it's like uncontrollable they have to do it and then the next chapter will be like 72 hours later after we did things that I could never even like no he put my body in position, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and you're not going to tell me those positions? No. <laughs> yeah. It's like so much sex that she has to skip scenes is what it feels like. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I know. Yeah. Like two chapters of it, ma'am. Yeah, I want well, all the these ungodly positions. We're all on the same page. We need more Omega Smut is what it's sounding like. Or just more Smut in general. Don't skip any chapters with Smut. I want to know every time that they have sex every single time my characters just had sex today just so everybody knows (laughs) i feel like i get the most word count when i get to smut (laughs) well they've they've been they've been basically banging oh yes like i said i've been listening to the pod all week (laughs) and you were talking about like how it's like lots of teasing lots of building up the anticipation yeah sweet there's a shower scene that i'm just like really proud of the way that you're talking about this makes me feel like we're in high school and you just bang someone 
and you're now walking around on campus basically like peacocking about it <laughs> is what I'm getting vibes of right now. Like, well, really think... great shower sex, everyone. But also maybe I'm just thinking about my own history. So maybe I'm just like, what is it, deflecting, reflecting? I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of it, but it's not about me. Though I will just mention one more thing. <laughs> is the chapter, it's a working title, but currently the chapter is called the one where they finally bang. So just, we're not being around the bush. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who like names everything super funny. I have one, I think it's just called Anal on the Roof. Cat <laughs> <laughs> on the tin roof, but anal. That sounds like a Chuck Tingle novel, too. Yeah, except I have prep. (laughs) (laughs) And your, and your, it's on a roof, not sex, with a roof. roof. Correct. (laughs) We have announced that the next box will be an Omegaverse box (gasps) with the Catherine Moon and Lana Cole. And we have not said what the books are, but we can. Yes. Oh, exclusive. (laughs) So we will be featuring Baby and the Late Night Howlers and Lyric and the Heartbeats. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I can't handle my excitement over here. Sorry. And we have already met with both of them and everything has been picked. So like the box is made. Like I can't handle this. And so I don't have like the details in front of me. So with the boxes, we always, we always create stuff ourselves and with our boxes, something that we do that's a little bit different is when you look at the items in the box, if you've read the books, like, you know what they mean, you know what they're from. And for example, cause we didn't include this so I can mention it. So if you've read Lyric and Heartbeats, you know that it is like a rock star Omegaverse. And we had Originally, we were going to include wooden guitar bookmarks, and we went a different route, (laughs) but, like, that's a really good example of, like, it's on theme. Mm -hmm. We don't just include random bookish items, and we always try to include things that you're going to use, and you're not just like, oh, I got this thing again. Let me throw it in this drawer. (laughs) But yeah, we're super excited. And with the stuff that we make, we try to make it larger items. So you always get like one big thing for sure. And stickers. You always get stickers. What has been your favorite, favorite part about creating the book box and like choosing designing items? And then what has been the hardest or like most unexpected challenge? My favorite part is like whenever, so we after we like reach out to the author, we have like a zoom meeting with them and we show them like a mock-up of our box. It's like part of our presentation. Like we talk 
about, you know, the business and then just like a mock-up of the box. And I love how excited they get because like they can tell we like have read the books and we're making things like that are related to the books. A lot of the authors are working with like, this is their first time doing a book box. We are actually, so we do every other month and we're fully booked for next year. Like we already have all of those like planned out and everything. And so like, we've already had conversations with like all the authors and I just love how excited they get that like, (laughs) I can't see them. Yeah. Whenever we're doing the presentation, she can't see because she's showing the (laughs) showing the PowerPoint. PowerPoint. (laughs) You got to record it. Like, yeah. We never have. She just always tells me after. Yeah, like, their their faces though literally like light up. It's great. That is so sweet. And also, authors have a say through everything. So we do the presentation. We get the yes or no. We send out contracts, all that good stuff. And then, like, they have a say on the covers. If they don't like them, we don't do them. We show them everything that's going to go in the box. If they don't like it, or if they have a better idea, we listen. And. Because in the end, like, it's even a huge part of that PowerPoint that we do is, like, we did this because we were fans first. And when you are printing somebody else's books, I mean, some of you get it, it is one of the most vulnerable things to hand over a copy of your manuscript and be like, here you go, Mm -hmm. do something with it, and our goal is always to try to make sure that our authors are as comfortable as possible every single step of the way and know that in the end, we know that this is their story and that we would never want to turn it into something that it's not. And I definitely think that one of my favorite parts is just getting on that Zoom meeting and (laughs) realizing that like these authors that we love and adore and have like put on this pedestal and like to us, like they are just as famous as Taylor Swift. And then like you get on there and they are so human and (laughs) so nice. And we almost always end up like laughing and joking and going on tangents. And it is so fun to be able to have these like relationships with them and I'm trying to think of like the hard part I I think mostly it's like just trying not to repeat ourselves Mm -hmm. and trying to like also trying to outdo ourselves from the last time we're like oh we did this thing we have to do better or like and trying to make designs that we think people will actually like I make stuff sometimes and I send it to Jessa and she's just like I'll mess with it and I'm like (laughs) okay so that's bad (laughs) I yeah sometimes I'm just like Pam will be like oh I just worked on all these and I was like I don't think we should do that actually I was thinking about it and I I think we should do this thing instead (laughs) so better and we do it to each other like yeah we'll make Instagram posts and it's the same thing and I'm like can I mess with that and then like I will mess with it and then we always like the end result better and I always just joke like that's why we're a team and we're not one person and mm-hmm. you sound like you work really well together which is awesome especially in that creative process to be able to kindly refuse someone's creativity or to inspire it in a different direction that's a challenging thing to do so I think that's definitely a testament to both your friendship and you guys as business partners 
Thanks. Yeah, we we try and we joke and say that it's like our zodiac signs because I'm an Aries and she's a Leo and we're both very stubborn. <laughs> but I think it I think it helps. It's like in the end, like business aside, like our friendship is more important and than money or anything. So when we talk about things, we always talk about it as friends. And like in those situations where I design something, if she's like, oh, let me mess with it. Like, it's not personal. It's completely fine. Like, mm-hmm. and she just wants to make it the best that she can, or I just want to make it the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And like, that's our whole goal. And like our whole business was built on respect, not just like from the author, but with each other and with our customers. Because like I was saying, we try to make sure we that anything that goes in it isn't just like a throwaway item. We also really try to make it as affordable as possible, not just from the box, but to the shipping and to like trying to have our pre-orders be an amount of time for people to get a hold of. And we were getting emails like the day after everything sold out of people being like, I'm so sorry, I missed it. Like, and we work with them because we're not, a mean corporate company that is like better luck next time we're like no like let us help you let us work with it and like that's all anybody wants to be is respected and so we just try to have that throughout the entire process I absolutely love that all the details that go into making a book box and then even just going to making a business successful and all that trial and error Mm. that is a serious amount of work that you guys are putting in on top of what you do every single day. It's not like that's the only thing that you do every single day. So I'm mad respect for that. I don't remember which episode it was. You were talking about like hooked and scarred and whatever. You're talking about the Easter eggs and the names. And do you remember what the chick's name is? Which chick? For scarred. Yeah. It's because it was the wife, like Mufasa's wife. In The Lion King, her name is Sarabi. Okay. And that makes sense why she went by Sarah B. Because I was like, why are we just throwing an end initial right. and everyone else? By the Nala, who was the kid, but he, Scar wanted the queen, like the lioness. And yeah. her name was Sarabi. And I was like, I have to say that because that's gonna like I need to tell her right now. Thank you. My head just then. Like actually, thank you because I think about that like more often than I should. (laughs) Summer, I'm still on the the vampire. I'm still having issues with the vampire question. Oh, they don't know the vampire question. Okay, let me ask you my vampire question. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because it's been stuck in my head. It's gonna be coming out in tomorrow's episode, so. Nevertheless, people get to hear it twice. So if you're a vampire and you're brushing your teeth and you brush it a little bit too hard and your gums bleed, A, do your gums bleed? B, does it taste good? C, do you want more? What do we think? It depends on the type of vampire because different vampires, their spit either makes the blood flow faster or it's a coagulant. So like, depending on the type of vampire you are, you are either going to like just freaking bleed out because your mouth is full of like blood thinner or like it'll just immediately stop bleeding. 
because I feel like in Twilight it was a thing where like I think his spit made it stop it's been a long time since I read that book well he he like a lot of things that don't make sense about Twilight yeah there's a lot of inspirations there he sucked up the blood and then like at that point it you're right though I think it might have had some kind of like healing power to it ish and the very least he sucked out the venom at minimum that's what he was doing well I was trying to remember when renaissance is born and he like bites the crap out of her I said her name wrong on purpose sorry <laughs> I was about to be like what did we just jump over to <laughs> I know I was like I haven't heard of this book <laughs> renaissance is born bites all over her freaking body I'm pretty sure that it's like this freaky moment where he like ah and then like so it stops wait I don't remember this he bites her the baby he bites the baby like the baby is born Bella is dying and so he injects his venom into her heart and then bites all over her body yeah no okay I remember that renaissance fair is with aunt whatever her name is Rosalie yeah okay I thought you were saying that he bit the baby and I was like I do not recall this whatsoever (laughs) whatsoever however I did watch an entire video the other day that was talking about how freaky Renesmee is because the whole time she's in Bella's body she only wants blood right and then she can think so like if the fetus has like a brain of an adult and can have like full-blown thoughts and then but her first thing that happens when she leaves her mother's womb is she bites her. That's us. And then to go on and like only want blood and then they trick her into eating animals by making it a contest and she like likes to have the biggest kill. There's just too many things going on for her to be like a freaking ass fucking monster. And then there's the whole, like, Jacob is imprinting on, like, a newborn. Okay, I so I was team Jacob. I know, I know. But I was team Jacob because of how fucking nice he was in New Moon. (laughs) Like, do y'all remember how fucking nice he was in New Moon before he turned into a werewolf? Yes, he was the (sighs) sweetest. That's the Jacob I fell in love with. He was the sweetest. And fucking Stephanie had to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm so bitter <laughs> there's venom coming out of your mouth right now with how bitter you are about this yeah. this is my percy jackson series <laughs> so okay. i didn't read those until quarantine and then i read all of them and? i wasn't a great potter kid i'm sorry and it's like you that was it? my 12 year old boy that i was obsessed with valid that was my 12 year old boy too but i am a hades and persephone simp like oh yes it is Mm -hmm. part of my personality at this point and so like the fact that i didn't get into them until later is just annoying i think it's part of what made me so into them now is the fact that i was into them as a kid i also think it helps us like have a more romanticized version of them in our head because like the real myth who is she no okay well i had no idea that my question about vampires was going to bring us here but honestly i really should have been thinking no in a good way that you guys would be the people to ask because obviously you know more about vampires than me like i just learned about vampires having like 
sun sleep sickness or whatever the hell that was in my last book. So I'm still a newbie on so many different monsters. Pam, you're giving me a look. Am I calling it the wrong thing? Jessa, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm assuming it's like if they stay up through the day, like that they would get sick instead of burn. Yeah. So like in this particular series that I'm reading right now, like they are dead to the world while there's daylight out. Like they literally like to the point where there was a whole situation where they were sleeping through like a catastrophic event because they were sleeping through the catastrophic event. If the sun is up, they are out. This is in Rooksgrave Manor, right? Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I remember now. It's been a minute since, because I read it like when it came out and um, yes, yes, that I remember. That's how he ends up in the rubble. Mm -hmm. Yep. Gosh, that book stressed me the fuck out. (laughs) Now I'm like reliving it. (laughs) I'm sorry, that book stressed you out? It was erotica. So I did not like that FMC in that book. I didn't so like she didn't like the fact that like she goes from like being this horny human to being like so there are monsters and she's just like yes I want to fuck all of them. She didn't know monsters exist. Monsters don't exist in this world. They're like I secret. Mean, and then she's just like introduced to me to monsters. I would never question anything. Have you guys read Luxuria? Luxuria? It's on my by, by Colette Rhodes. It's a monster romance. Shades of Sin, book one. I have not finished it, but it's this, there's, they're, they're like these like shade monster things that live in a different dimension. And she, for reasons I already forget, is like going to be their queen. And she, ever since she was little, was all, oh, I remember what it was she's part of a family of like these shade hunters but ever since she was little she'd been like obsessed with them and she got kicked out of the hunters because she like drew like sexy pictures of her with the monsters and they're like you gotta go at what age did this happen i don't know (laughs) but for whatever reason so but so so she ends up being like the queen and there's some diplomatic reason and they're like, oh, yeah, we should send her because, you know, she already has a thing for the monsters. So, like, let's send her to this world of, like, shadows. Like, there's no light. There's no color. You know, no actual human would probably want to live there. And the whole time, the king is, like, she has this smell and she keeps getting this smell and she's scared of me. Like, she's so terrified of me. So every time he, like, goes near her, she gets this smell and he's, like, keeps trying to give her space she's just horny and that like he's smelling her horniness and 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 that's amazing yeah yes he he keeps giving her distance because he thinks that she's scared of him and instead she's like dude i've been waiting to get railed my whole life by a monster and now i'm married to the king and he like is avoiding me i'm so into any kind of creature who smells when i'm horny yeah yes i'm so so into it probably because i'm horny way too often not way too often I have a beautiful sex drive but if someone was just like there ready to adventure with me whenever I was horny like yes please get me get me on that train we'll have that oh any of them and I just I just imagine like just so picture this 
So you know how some monsters have like their really cool eyes? Yes. Just imagine almost like cat like you get horny, they smell you and their eyes just Yes. <laughs> yes. I've read about that before. I don't remember where, I don't remember when, but oh my gosh. Yeah, no, please. Break down fan. Are you ready to see your men? A little editing note, because it's not exactly clear with this audio, but Pam is showing us the art prints of the monsters slash men from Lady of Rick's Grieve Manor by Catherine Moon. Yeah. I just need everyone to know that Pam was just fanning herself. I was. <laughs> Holy shit, that was amazing. Okay. So I feel like we have to like almost go in order of how we meet them. So we have the doctor. Okay. Mr. Tanner back here. Okay. And they're supposed to be like that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of vibe. I love it. And then we have Amon. He's the Sphinx. Yes. Mr. I will edge you for six fucking hours. (laughs) He made me so mad. I Mr. Is that on Amazon? <laughs> Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> and then my favorite. This is, I always say his name wrong. So I say Augusta. I don't know if it's, if it's supposed to be like that. It's like August with an E. Yeah. He's a vampire who says her blood tastes better when she eats sweets. Mm-hmm. So he makes her sweets. Yeah, and, then and he feeds her blood. pomegranate seeds. Is that this a whole scene? That was a whole scene. We love the visuals. Like y'all are missing out, but we are. We got some visuals going on here. <laughs> if you would like these prints, you can get them at ocatherinemoon.com. And then we have Brooker. He's Ooh. a golem, which is a creature made from a material of the earth by a witch brought to life. He is made of marble. Dude, the fact that he wakes up and is just like, I'm going to service you now. And every day, she just gets to wake up and have like beautiful orgasms. What? I want to wake up and someone service me. And a fun little feature from below the belt. Because he was designed by a woman, his pubic hair is chiseled in a way that rubs your clit while you fuck him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally, stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys see why what this book did to me while I was in the middle of my fertile cycle? Because I had all these options just running through my brain. And then there's this one. Okay. Yeah. This is Ezra. He is a saucy, invisible man. I was going to say, I can't see shit. <laughs> He's an invisible man. <laughs> I love the invisible man. So hot. And so, Ezra's like, so hot. So, hold on, let me flip over here. So, Amon walks in on her getting railed by Ezra, and he's fucking invisible. (laughs) You see everything. Gaping, vagina, juices flowing. (laughs) There was a mirror involved at one point. Oh my god, yeah, I was like... Right? Where's my fan, you guys? Because just thinking about this. And then... The book, like this book, is the book that inspired Stalked by the Kraken by Lillian Lark. So there's an entire scene in Rook's Grave Manor where they go to like a sex theater and watch women 
get railed by monsters on stage and then she gets fucked by her guys Mm-hmm. Now she's watching this and there's an entire scene with tentacles it's way less consensual than stalked by the kraken it's very much like she's just kind of there and then all of a sudden she's getting screwed by tentacles but i mean it was a scene in the theater right so like she yeah. knew it was happening but it's supposed to be very dubcon which is what how i mean like the second book in this series is from the theater's perspective so i'm reading all about these scenes that happen like literally my the main character gets railed by different monsters every 10 pages because it's literally her job to isn't get railed hunter, by monsters what isn't hunter in it yes i love him i love him so i'm only 22 percent in so please do not spoil anything for me but i'm already in love with him as well he's so, so hunter is a character that you meet in book one and his how do they call that like consort his woman at the brothel doesn't like him oh my gosh i didn't even make that connection yeah mm-hmm. so she treats him super super poorly oh my gosh i want to cry the amount of times that i texted my like buddy read group chat and i was like if esther doesn't fuck him right now <laughs> i was like he deserves to be happy and i think there's like i can't remember exactly but i'm pretty sure he gets to watch her like fuck all of her men in one of the rooms I can't remember. I still want to cry over that. I got my mom to read the double dick dub dragon book by Katie Robert. (laughs) Did I just hear double dick? Yeah. He has two double dick. Yeah. I'm you guys, I still fantasize just periodically, like literally just as I'm walking around about fucking a tail after reading the creature cafe. I so I was literally like doing quality checks on these books, like listening to y'all's podcast. And I was like, am I going to have to turn this off right now? And like yes. go this because I was like, holy shit. So let me make sure this is correct. So we have two spines, right? So she's on top of both of them, DP, right? And then there's one in front. Is that how yes. I'm, I yes. got the math right? Okay. Are they pointy? Because that's the part I was like trying to understand. I think they're like rounded enough that it's fine like no one's gonna get any tissues injured what was your favorite out of all the creature cafe oh okay so i really liked the one with like the actual with like a bad guy it was is it the fourth one i think maybe with like it's mm and it's with a tentacle guy He's like a tentacle demon and he electrocutes the guy and like he's like barista find me someone who I could basically torture like <laughs> who loves pain so I that one I very much yeah that, that that is a good one and it's like because you know all the monsters are like good guys but like this is not a good guy monster like he is Ooh. he's fucked up yeah I love I love that one I'm so good I haven't read any of them. I know I'm terrible, but you know which one almost got me to read it? Like, just skip the rest of them. It was the cock pocket guy. No. Yeah. The The cock pocket. And I was like, yes. (laughs) I need it. I need it right now. It was was one of those ones where it was like, I'm so curious. Like, I'm not, for me, it didn't do much for me, but I was also like, I just am so curious about like the mechanics around this situation 
it was wild there there are quite a few but like monster books where it's like it has a little it has a home and it goes into its home and you can oh yeah tons of them shielded heart by tiffany roberts is like one of the first ones to come to mind because i think it has a little home and when he gets aroused it like it comes out and it looks like this i would say like 90 percent of the alien books i read have that like they have the like slit thing where it like comes out i really don't know how i feel about that ask jessa how much she loves a naga books oh my god i hate them so much i do those are like they're like the snake people they have like a snake lower (laughs) body i can't do that i can't do the snake lower body i don't know it has a slit and it like comes out of the little slit i don't i'm not nope i'm not into it i hate it no i I hate it so much i'm uncomfortable I can't say it I just keep laughing if you follow a lot of these authors who write monster and alien books like they will post like not safe for work artwork on their instagrams and stuff so I love I love following that stuff and just seeing like oh so that's what they look like okay I think think there's a female female creature cafe episode where she the monster is a naga yeah it was like I'm trying to figure out the dynamics and like how does this work like what do their bits look like and I was like so with actual snakes there's a flap and everything is inside and she was like no I don't think that's how they're gonna do it and so I sent her a picture of snake anatomy and I'm like, this is a snake's tail and this is where all, everything goes. And she was just like, yeah, no, I don't think that's how it's going to go. She reads it. I text her a few days later. I was like, so is there a slit? And she was like, yeah, there was. Yeah. She was <laughs> not happy. That was there was no tail to fuck. Ugh, such a no. shame. The tail's too big on them. On the Nagas, it's like too, too thick. You can't. What? Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was picturing like scissors, like scissoring, but one of the scissors is broken and just has like one, <laughs> one shear. Is that, that what? That, would it really be scissoring or more just like humping? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it is. That's what it's called. <laughs> Tell us where we can find you on social media. <laughs> So on that note, <laughs> on that note, I just want to know where can I find you on social media? Jessa, tell me where where are you located? Jessa's reading at, on TikTok and Instagram, and then we also have Faded Romance on TikTok and Instagram, and then our website is fadedromance.com. It makes it easy for you. Yeah, so, love that. All right, Pam, and how about you? What do we got? It is author Pamela Bellston on Instagram and TikTok. Sweet. Oh my gosh, you guys, I had so much fun with you guys today. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. See you guys next episode. Toodles. Toodles. Bye. <laughs> hey, beautiful listener. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review or a rating on wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget that you can continue to support our podcast with our Buy Me a Coffee, which is linked below, as well as all the books we talked about and any episodes that were mentioned are all linked below as well.